Praise the Lord. Sometimes, when it comes to a time like this, you just feel like celebrating throughout. Praise the Lord. When the children minister to us in such a way, we feel like just celebrating with them. I want us to share briefly this morning on the subject of the risen Christ, the risen Lord, the risen Lord. Praise the Lord. A few days back, we were celebrating the Easter. We were commemorating the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we know soon after that, for about 40 days, our Lord was still on earth ministering around. And there are some things that we need to reflect over, over that period and even the period preceding the crucifixion. I know it was shared, but I feel there are other things that we need also to reflect over and contextualize them in regard to our lives today. I want us to look at some events leading to the crucifixion, and then we'll move to the events after crucifixion. Luke 23. Luke 23. Verse 13. And Pilate, when he called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverted the people. And behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man, touching those things whereof ye accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I send you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. For of necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. Verse 18, And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man, release unto us Barabbas. Away with this man and release unto us Barabbas. Who for a certain sedition made in the city and for murder was cast into prison. Pilate therefore willing to release Jesus spake again to them. But they cried saying, crucify him crucify him. Father, bless your word as we share this afternoon. It is a common word, Lord, but let it speak to our souls this afternoon, Lord. Spirit of God, we welcome you to energize your word and let it reach the hearts of men this day. In Jesus' name we pray. For God so loved the word that he came he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. And because of that, we were born again. Praise the Lord. He 
He loved the world so much. Now the purpose of Christ's coming was so that he serves as a substitute, a substitute for you and me. One of the foremost beneficiaries of this substitution was Barabbas. Even before Christ was crucified, Barabbas was a murderer, who was a known murderer, was substituted for a righteous man. Praise the Lord. So even before Christ died, somebody was benefiting from that very act of him having come. I don't know whether you ever reflect over your lives at every given moment, those of us who claim to be born again, what is it that you ever did to God that made him to reveal to you his saving grace? Were we not lost like everybody else in this world? Were we not as confused as everybody else around us? But on this beautiful day, the Spirit of God spoke to you and convicted you of your life, of your sin, and made you to come and say, yes, Lord, I want to receive you as my personal Savior. It is not by works. It is because God had so much love for you. There were other criminals in Jerusalem because the prison was not just meant for one person. There were other criminals. And soon after Barnabas, Barabbas has been set free, we see other two also accompany Christ. But Barabbas was a fortunate person at that moment because he was supposed to die immediately. But somehow, God's grace and favor was upon him to extend his life. What he did with his life thereafter, I don't know. Whether he ever thought of it and said, this innocent man is dying in my place so that I may live, I don't know whether that ever flashed his mind. But the truth of the matter is that he was set free on that occasion. There's no record that he was recalled to serve his full sentence. But the truth of the matter is everybody was in unison, cried out and said, let Barabbas, our thief, our criminal, go. But let this innocent son of the living God be crucified. Why? Because he had to do it for you and for me. Maybe you have been coming to this church every other time and you see us celebrate. Sometimes you look at us, you wonder, what is wrong with these people? I thought they are more civilized than the people I've been seeing around. Why do they dance? Why do they lift their high hands? Why do they worship? It is because of the joy of what God has done in our lives. Praise the Lord. Maybe you come in this place waiting for a penalty over your life. A penalty you are not sure of what it will be. Like Barabbas was. He was just playing with chance. But it so happened that he had the voice. I mean, God had favor on him and he was set free. Jesus was made a curse on the cross so that you and I may become the righteousness of God. We who were sinners from birth 
had an exchange program on the cross so that our lives may be in eternity with God. God sought to restore you and me back to him because he loves us. I don't know whether you have ever reflected over that. Whether you are born again or not, sometimes it's good to take time to reflect and just wonder about this love that God has for each one of us. But the good thing is that door is still open. Praise the Lord. It is important for us to understand the death on the cross was only the beginning of major transformations in the lives of human beings. It was only a starting point where each one of us, as you purpose in your heart, you can approach the throne of grace and God will have mercy upon your lives and your life will be transformed as an individual. Barabbas did not call all his 42 brothers. When I talk of 42 brothers, the Kenyans here understand. Because there is now a gang in Kenya which is harassing people, especially in Western Kenya. They call themselves 42 brothers. They murder indiscriminately for no apparent reason. You're welcome to Kenya. Praise the Lord. Don't be scared. Usually these people operate in groups. But at that time, I doubt if Barabbas ever thought about his friends because he knew his life was online. He never thought about the, the accomplices he has been walking around with. His focus was on his own life. Even the vilest murderer, at the time they are facing death, it occurs to them that this is the end. In most cases, many of them become so remorseful, but it's too late because the law of man is too harsh. If it says you have to be murdered, then you'll be murdered. But the law of God is full of mercy. It says, I'll give you another chance. I don't know what your life is like. Maybe you fellowship with us in this church. And sometimes you feel so empty in yourself. You feel all is gone. You just drag yourself to church because you love the music. But I've got good news for you today. The resurrection of Jesus Christ brings good news. This morning we want to explore and see the good news that come along with the resurrection. Verse 23, verse 39 of the same chapter. Verse 39, the same chapter. Now Christ is on the cross. It says, And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. 43, and Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today, 
Can you say today? Today. Today. Today shall thou be with me in paradise. There must come a day in your life. Have you switched me off? There must come a day in your life when you say today. Praise the Lord. There must come a time in your life when the Lord says today. Do not harden your heart when you hear the word of God. When the spirit of God speaks to you that you need to take an about turn in your life because you've tried everything else in life and it has failed. Because you've tried to meet all the needs in your life and all seems to be amiss. That is the day you need to give your life to Christ. You need to come to him in humility and say, I am a sinner. There, was, there were two sinners here. One was a proud sinner and the other one was a humble sinner. The one full of humility listened to the arrogant one speak and said, don't you fear the Holy One of God? For us, for me, I know I am here being punished because of my sin. But for this Son of God, there's nothing wrong he has done. Just that simple, single moment made a difference between the two. One to languish in hell for eternity and another one to enjoy the fellowship of God the Father for eternity. It took just a few sentences. You've been struggling in your life. You've been trying to make ends meet, not necessarily financially, but emotionally and spiritually. You've visited many churches. You've tried to see yourself comforted by attending every other open-air meeting that is held in your town, by attending all the congresses and workshops that major televangelists organize around where you, can, you live, but you leave the place excited for a while, and two weeks down the line you are looking for the next congress, the next workshop, because there is a gap inside you that has not been filled. This is the gap that we are addressing this day. Praise the Lord. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was to meet that demand in your life. And I want to introduce you to this man, Jesus Christ, and the love that he has for you. His death on the cross was not for him. He did not just come there because he wanted to die. It was a conversation between the Father in heaven and him. And there was found none worthy to take your place. God would have decided to send one of the angels and say, go and redeem these people. But that would not have worked perfectly because he wanted sons. He wanted sons unto glory. If you want maize, you must plant maize. If you want soya beans, you must plant soya beans. God wanted sons. Praise the Lord. So he had to plant a son. 
If he wanted angels, he would have sent an angel to die. Then all of us would be striving just to be at that level of angels. But God wanted us to reign with him in glory as sons of the living God. I come from a country that prides to be an agricultural country, although we can't feed ourselves. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I know some of you also come from such countries. The major concern of farmers is the quality of seed. The quality of seed that they are going to put in the soil. They want the best. The second concern is about how the seed is going to be looked after as it grows so that it may bring yield. And we have understood that when they plant vast tracts of land, maize, there are some which are set apart as the seed, the one to be planted again. They are looked after very well so that the quality is good. Praise the Lord. So God also looked for the best seed. His son, Jesus Christ, planted so that when he rises up, a new seed will be found in you and in me. Praise the Lord. A seed that does not perish. A seed that does not yield to the failures of the first Adam. Praise the Lord. The man cried, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the Lord assured him instantly, this very day, this very day, you will be with me in paradise. Praise the Lord. The time you confess your sins to God and tell him, Abba, Father, I have sinned against thee. I'm not worthy, but I'm trusting in the blood that you shed on Calvary. I want you to wash my sins away. That instant, that instant, that very day, you become a child of the living God. Praise the Lord. Because the blood has got the power to cleanse all sins from our lives and render us clean before the Father. Those who are born again, you have heard of the term justification. Praise the Lord. When we were growing up, we used to split that word into various, just as if you were new. Justification. Praise the Lord. You can learn that trick from me. I want God to make me just as if I am clean. The death of Jesus Christ on the cross was to make you acceptable before God. Let us not go into the, so much of the Old Testament, but you remember the children of Israel in Egypt. God wanted to set them free, but he gave them just a simple instruction. He said, let each one of you have a patch of blood on the door. And when the angel of death comes and he sees that part, he will know this one has been just as justified. Praise the Lord. 
He was not going to ask many questions. How did you get justified? How was it? What was your experience? No, there is blood. There's no blood. Death. Praise the Lord. Many people today are going to miss heaven for a simple reason. Because they have not recognized Christ as the son of the living God. And the only way to God. It's that simple. We are seeking for other alternatives to make it to heaven. But it's a simple thing. It takes the grace of God to be opened and fold in your mind that you need to accept him as your personal savior. He becomes your advocate before God. When you stand before God, it's not because you are clean, but it's because you have got an advocate who has already paid up everything for you. And he says, yes, daddy, he is a sinner. But my blood has covered, has washed his sins. And because God sees the blood of Christ, he says he has been justified. Allow him in. Praise the Lord. You reject that blood of Jesus Christ into your life, you reject your own salvation. It's as simple as that. There is no excuse. I have no apologies to say. That's what my Bible tells me. The human nature is such that we want to work out our way because we seek for recognition. I did this, I did this, and then I became this. In the things of God, the only thing I did, I submitted to his authority, and he washed me by his blood, and I am made whole. Praise the Lord. That is what we are reminding you about, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his crucifixion. Now, the problem is, People don't want to come to this point where they make this decision. Why? One of the reasons is because we love the world so much, we feel attaching ourselves on the things of God is actually denying ourselves access to the things of this world. Yes, it is true. But the consequence is, if you attach yourself to the things of the world, you miss out on the things of God. There's a choice you have to make. I think the business people say opportunity costs or something like that. So you must count. You want both, but you can't go with both. If you are not a very good swimmer, you are of my standard. And you are on this bank of the river. And we have, got, we have got a sack of maize and you have got a small bar of gold. And we tell you, choose one of these and cross the river. If you choose the sack of maize, it will soak water, you will go down. If you choose gold, you may survive or you will survive. And because you like food, you say, no, I want, I want ugali first. I want to go with maize because it will guarantee me ugali. It's a choice you've made. And that's why we publish it to you. 
You choose to go with the world, you sink. You choose to go with the things of this world, the benefits of this world, yes, you'll have them. But there are consequences. And unto you who is born again, I speak to you as a brother and as a sister. There has to be a decision. Lord's wife became a stone because of a, 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 an easy neck to turn. The neck was so swift. Every small noise. And then suddenly a noise was made and she turned 180 degrees. That was the end. The kingdom of God is not for such as who turn back. You start off and march forward and go. The fire you have jumped over now is becoming hotter by the second. You choose to come back, you fall into it, it will be much hotter. Can I tell you something? A story was told by one of my pastors in Kenya. When he was still in college, CU meeting was being held in this hall because it was on a Saturday. And the other students would say, we want to celebrate the weekend. Of course, the weekend is the week start for the next one. You get that? Praise the Lord. When you end this week, you are also starting another week. So if you celebrate for a, week, a weekend, it means you are, you are not ready for the next week. So these ones who are celebrating weekend, these ones who are celebrating week start because they are preparing themselves for the week ahead. Two sisters who had weak necks. He said, no, what's wrong with just going to listen to the music? We are still Christians. They went in the disco. And they decided to sit. They are Christians. They are just sitting. Praise the Lord. And the devil said, ah, you brought yourselves here. So this man who feels they should dance with every woman. Now, dancing, you just dance, your body dance alone, and the other body, but they insist they want to dance with other people. So two men came and invited them to the floor. And they said, no, we, we are saved. We have just come to listen to the music. Those people got irritated because... It's like they're being disappointed. They said, okay, they don't belong here. We'll take them to where they belong. So the CU people, hallelujah, hallelujah, and then people are thrown in the CU hall. This is where you belong. The two sisters were thrown in the CU meeting. Don't come to the disco. This is where you, you belong. So it's an embarrassment, really. As a child of God, make a decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Luke 24, verse 1. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sabbath, bringing 
the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. Can you say the stone rolled away? The stone rolled away. Death cannot hold our Lord. It could not hold him. It will never hold him. And those who belong to him cannot be held by death. It is a stepping stone to another level. Praise the Lord. It is another, a stepping stone to another level. So we see the stone being rolled away. That means the enemy cannot shut your blessings. Christ had come to bless people. He had come to show people the way to the Father. And the devil wanted to lock him in there. But Father said, no, for this reason I send my son that he may bless them. I cannot allow him to be laid there, to lay in the death. Because the Bible says power was given unto him to lay down his life and also to pick it up. Praise the Lord. For the reason of being a blessing to you. So one of the reasons why resurrection matters to you is that it is the beginning of blessings in your life. The rising of Jesus Christ is an opportunity for you to interact with him so that your life is a blessed life. That's the reason why you have got to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Every hindrance has been rolled away. So are you experiencing challenges in your Christian life? You feel like avenues are being blocked? Go back and tell Jesus Christ, even death could not shut you in the grave. The rocks could not shut you in the grave. This situation cannot shut away my blessings because for that reason you are manifested, even to make my life a blessed life. Praise the Lord. Let's say, I am blessed. Amen. The women were asked, why seek ye the living among the dead? Our Lord is alive. And because he lives, we confess. Sometimes I don't like risking taking a, a tune. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, yes, I know, he holds my living just because he lives. So because Jesus lives, we confess tomorrow. Because he's alive, we have a reason to celebrate. We have got guarantees for our tomorrow. Praise the Lord. I invite you today to begin to celebrate. When I used to watch this, the, the, the film of Jesus Christ being crucified, all of us will leave that place shedding our tears and crying. Oh, these people were so cruel to this man. We didn't know it was acting. We thought it was real. When we will see the blood, we will say, oh, no, 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 these people are terrible. We didn't know we were worse than those people who were beating Jesus Christ. In our hearts, we continue whipping him with our sins. We continue stoning him with our sins. We continue piercing him with our sinful ways. 
because he has to set us free. I didn't know until I got saved. Then I realized I was worse than those ones who crucified him. Praise the Lord. So I don't want when he comes to see me as the one who crucified him. I want him to see me as the one who asked for paradise, to be with him in paradise. Praise the Lord. And I invite each one of you, no matter your age, you need to make a decision that I want to be with Christ for eternity. Praise the Lord. Romans 5, 12. The Bible says, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned. I want you to take note of that. Nevertheless. Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense, one, the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Praise the Lord. The resurrection of Jesus Christ announced to the entire human race that the sin you partook of in your father, forefather Adam when he sinned, that sin that follows you because of the lineage of Adam is now no more upon you. He had overcome it because that sin was punishable by death. But when Jesus came, he rose from the dead, having overcome death. So he announced so proudly and so publicly that the bondage of sin that you are bound in because of your lineage, your attachment to Adam is gone. Praise the Lord. It's no more. Unless you want to remain in it. Unless you want to remain there. But I have opened the door for you so that you may no longer suffer the shame of sin again in your life. But that you may live a life in which God is glorified every hour, every moment. That you may live a life in which the glory of God is seen. Praise the Lord. This is an opportunity for all of us to shine because Jesus has resurrected with victory in his hands. Praise the Lord. That is where we are, the reason Christ is doing that in our lives. Romans 8, chapter 1. Romans 8, chapter 1. What does resurrection mean to us? The Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. I want you to take note of this. The angel told those ladies at the, crow, at the, at the, the tomb, why do you seek the living among the dead? Which means Christ is alive. 
The Bible says in verse 2 of this chapter, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. There are two laws that operate in this world. The law of the spirit, which brings forth life, and the law of sin, which brings forth death. If you have a bird, a living bird, and you throw it up, what happens? If you are blessed with a bird and you love it so much, and you know this bird is a wild bird, it's not one that is domesticated. It likes flying off, and you have the privilege of having it. The moment you throw it up, do you expect the bird to come back to you? Why? It is alive. It flies off. It's not captive. Praise the Lord. That is what Christ does to you. Because you are dead, if you throw a dead bird up, it comes back. The law of gravity brings it back. Are you, are you awake? I know when I mention the things of gravity now, some of you are switching off because that's what you used to do. You don't like, you don't like it, eh? No, but we are just illustrating. A dead bird goes up, and because the law of, the, of life is not in it, it comes back down. That is what we were when we were in sin. We operated under this law of death. No matter how much we wanted to come out of that sin, we would jump, but we would still come back to sin. Praise the Lord. But thank God, Jesus gave us life through his resurrection. Gave us the power to overcome that bondage. Now, if the devil allows us to go, if he, he sets any moment, he's, he's in danger of losing us. Praise the Lord. The moment we jump up, we know we are free, we go. And that's the opportunity that God is giving you this morning. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you have got life now. It's there available. Receive the law of the spirit of life into you. By accepting him as your personal savior, you will be free. The power of sin will be no more. Praise the Lord. You are, yes, you are born again. But I know there are things you are struggling with. Allow the spirit of God to dwell in you abundantly. He will give you power to overcome. Praise the Lord. And you will run away. There was a young man in high school. He was addicted to smoking. And so he didn't like it, but he was bound to smoking. Now, I don't know. Sometimes I give examples and people think that my country is terrible. It's the best. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's why I go there every year. Do you see me go anywhere else? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I know it happens everywhere that sometimes... Treatment of water, piped water sometimes is not done in a very proper way. That's why you have bottles here, bottled water, don't you? Do you go to the tap in the house and take water and say, ah, this is clean water? How many of you do that here? Eh. <laughs> so when I give an example of my kind, I, I'm, not, I'm not the only one. Praise the Lord. This young man, the water was dirty. But he would run and go to the tap and start taking the water. So another brother found him and he asked him, 
Why are you taking this dirty water? The boy with tears in his eyes said, you know what, I hate smoking, but the only way I can quit is to take more water. The water was not taking away the desire to smoke. Praise the Lord. Because the law of death was operating in him. The law of death, sin and death, was operating in him. But there are testimonies even here of people who used to smoke. But the moment they gave their lives to Christ, even the smell, they don't want to, to feel it now. I don't want to ask you to raise up your hand. Is it true? Just shout in the crowd. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Isn't it true? There's something in the power of resurrection that happens in your life when you allow Jesus to come into you. That thing that has been binding you down, holding you over and over and dragging you back, this power of resurrection does away with it. Praise the Lord. You receive a new lease of life. You are no longer under condemnation. So resurrection releases you from condemnation. Because when your sins are forgiven, there's nothing to condemn you again in your life. If you know there is a sin in you, even if you smile to people as a genuine Christian, is that smile real? I know some of you say, Brother Kenneth, I've never sinned, so I can't tell you what the truth is. <laughs> but if there is something not right in your life as a child of God, and you try to cover it up, it doesn't work. It does not work. Praise the Lord. You can try to fool people, but it will not work. That's why this morning I'm telling you, address your issues by way of the cross and resurrection. Praise the Lord. It's not 40 days after we celebrated. That's why I have the confidence of talking about the resurrection, because Christ was around for some time. Praise the Lord. Let us not choose to live under condemnation. What we do by trying just to observe law is to remind ourselves of our failures. The law is good, but it doesn't set us free. It is Jesus Christ who sets us free. Romans 5, verse 1 again. <clears throat> Another thing that resurrection does to us is it brings access to the grace of God in our life. It causes us to have access. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So why should we embrace the resurrection and celebrate it in our lives? Because if I recognize Jesus Christ's reason, I have I've started the, the path to accessing the grace of God in my life. And grace opens so many doors. Those who have operated under grace know some of us, as I've told people, some of us, even in our own village, even in our own clan, some of us, I'm not saying all, praise the Lord. 
So don't start saying, Kenneth, what did you say about uh, all of us and uh, me I'm respected in my village? I don't know about you. But there are some of us, even in the village meeting, if you stood up to say, they ask, whose son is this? You are not known. You are not recognized. You may be educated, but they just, uh, who was that speaking? Because they don't know where you come from. They don't know who you are. So in the equations of things in this world, you would be nowhere. If things were left to be run the way they are run around the world, where whom you know matters, some of us will be nowhere. Praise the Lord. But what has made the difference? The grace of God. It shut the doors of those who wanted to destroy us and opened new doors in our lives so that we may be counted as something in life. That's what I'm saying. You reflect over the resurrection. No, Christ was opening a door for you to access the grace of God in your life. Praise the Lord. I want us to quickly move also John chapter 21. Starting from verse 15, it says, So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17, He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter said, P Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Praise the Lord. Now, this is after resurrection. If you recall before resurrection, this gentleman, Peter, had betrayed Jesus Christ. So he had failed the test of time. He had promised, no matter what happens, I'll be with you. And to demonstrate that, he took his sword and slashed off the ear of one of the people who came to arrest Christ. But when it came to the critical moment, the gentleman, gentleman failed. And so after the crucifixion, I am sure he was feeling there was so much despair in his life. He felt, I failed my Lord. There's no need of me being close to him again. Let me go back to my old business and just hang there. And uh, our Lord is so loving. Praise the Lord. I know some of us are here with us this morning. And you look at your life, you see 
that you failed God so much. Sometimes the devil comes to lie to you. There's no need of going back. Somebody who has done such, committed this kind of sin has no chance at all. And probably you look at the, our pastors, you try to study them, you don't see any stain in their life. And then you say, how can I stand with these people? I'm so dirty, I'm so filthy. Sometimes you look at the worship team, you see people who are so cheerful, and you, you are asking yourself, do I really have a chance? But the Bible says, Jesus Christ came. There were disciples there, but specifically was addressing Peter three times because this man had denied him three times. He wants to restore Peter again to the fold and see what he's telling him. You will feed my sheep. Praise the Lord. The resurrection of Jesus Christ brings restoration into your life. No matter what you, where you are, no matter what your experiences are, God wants to restore your life back to the first estate. Praise the Lord. He wants to restore your life back to the first estate. Quickly, Luke 24, 13, I'll not read. You see the two disciples on their way to a mouse. These people, there's something that is unique about them. They are discussing about the resurrected Jesus Christ. But if you read down the verses, I think that's verse 19, you see them referring not to Jesus, the Son of God, but they are referring to him as Jesus of Nazareth. And at the time they are referring to him as Jesus of Nazareth, actually they are talking to Jesus himself. They are trying to tell him what has happened in Jerusalem. And they are telling him, are you a stranger in Jerusalem? You know this man they call Jesus of Nazareth. Now, if we zero in on that statement, these people have been with Jesus Christ all this time. And the revelation was, it came through Peter that he was the son of the living God. So you would expect the Jews to refer to him as Jesus of Nazareth. But you would expect the disciples to refer to him that Jesus Christ, the son of God. So it means at one time, the understanding of Jesus Christ and his deity was not, that revelation was not firmly rooted in this man. That's why they were talking in such a casual way. But at the time they part ways with Jesus Christ, the Bible says this, when they were narrating, when the, it, their eyes were opened and they knew that this is Jesus Christ, then they started recalling, when he was speaking to us, we had our hearts burn. I am saying this morning, the resurrected Jesus Christ wants to bring that deeper fellowship with you. He wants you to have a deeper fellowship with God where your spiritual man has a deeper understanding of what God's ways are in your life, not just the normal fellowship you have had. That is what God wants in your life today. As we go forward, I want us to realize that God has got a special purpose in our life and he so desires that each one of us may have a good fellowship with him, a relationship that is lasting. I want to invite you this morning, this afternoon, those of us who have been casual concerning the things of God, those of us who are yet to make a decision concerning their relationship with God, there's an opportunity for you to celebrate Jesus Christ. He's not dead, he's alive. 
He's not dead, he's alive. And he wants to bring joy into your life. He wants to bring peace into your life. He wants to restore your life this morning. As we shall close our eyes, the pastor comes to close, I just want you to reflect over your life. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 18. He who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not fake news. It is the truth. It is the whole truth and it is the complete truth. Church, let's stand as we close. Talk to God right now. The whole world, including us, might have celebrated Easter a couple of days back. But what Jesus Christ did on that cross and the fact that there is an empty tomb is something that we need to recognize daily in our life. It's not once a year event. You and I are the beneficiaries. You and I have benefited. We have been given back our life because Jesus Christ defeated death. Will you talk to God right now? Will you just talk to him and say thank you? I might not have said thank you till now, but we just want to say thank you, Lord. Father, you loved me so much. You wanted me to be your son. You wanted me to be a heir in your kingdom. That you sacrificed your only begotten son. That I might live. Father God, we are thankful. Father God, so many as we have heard today, Lord. So many were benefited by what you did on that cross. And I too am a beneficiary. Thank you, Lord, for what you did. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us will remember and recognize what you have done so that each one of us can live. Father, I pray, Lord, that what we have heard today and in days past will not just be a story that we, that we look at every year, but will be a reality that we recognize in our life. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your man, your child who you have used this day, Lord, Father, to remind us again that we are beneficiaries. You died so that we might live. 
Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will bless him, you will anoint him the more, bless him and his family, Lord Father, that they shall continue to be a blessing into this congregation, Lord. Thank you, Father, for every one of us gathered here, Lord. And as we leave from this place, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we will recognize that we have a life ahead of us. We are not dead, but we are free in you, Lord Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.